back on KTOE. It's KTOE Middays. Lisa Kay in the studio with you. 12 minutes after 10 o'clock. What a day, man. It's cold. Here we go. A little bit of rain here over the Radio Ranch. Cloudy skies high about 54 today. Northwest wind around 15 to 20 miles gusting up to about, what, 35 they're telling me? Here we go. Uh, Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour today. I've got two different hours I'm going to spend with you and Leah. 11 o'clock we're going to talk to Bethel and Benji from Mankato Symphony Orchestra putting on their Pro Musica hats. They've got a big concert series that we're going to discuss coming up at 11. But right now I've got an old friend in the studio with me rounding out my very first week here on KTOE Middays. We have got the fire captain, Jay Kapischke. And how are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, pleasure to be here today. I'm glad that you were able to come in and spend an hour with me. It's uh, yeah. it's good to see you. Now, yeah. our kids kind of grew up together in yes. hockey. Hockey, yes. And so we've known each other for, oh my gosh, oh. quite a long time. Well, Jace has graduated, so yeah, we the, were together. The boys with, are gone The now. boys are gone. I have one left in hockey, but. So, yeah? Yeah. I do too. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm done with the the club Maha hockey. So so are we moved on to high school now. So yeah. it's a, kind of a strange. I didn't sell calendars. <laughs> I didn't sell calendars. I'm not doing anything. I yeah. kind of like it. I enjoy this. Do you? Part of it. Are yes. you okay, good. I'm. Yes. Oh, I do. If yes. You're like me. I'm like. Yes. We're I'm ex- done. Yeah. Yeah. And excited. then my husband goes, I'm going to go coach. I was ah, like, there you I, go. You yeah. go on with your well, bad My self. son loved your husband as a coach. So. <laughs> well, isn't that sweet? Yes. I'm glad. Um, so the kids are doing well? Family's yeah. well? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my uh, oldest, who you know most, uh, is uh, in the fire science program in Duluth. He is. He is, yes. He's going to yes. follow after dad? He does, yeah. He wants to try it out. So he always thought it was kind of cool and wasn't sure. But now he's been in uh, the Duluth program for, well, since the semester started. And uh, they just did their first live burn yesterday. And, really? Yeah. So he's grown up watching you do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when he was younger, uh, and it's normal for this in the fire station, the kids are around the station. You know, we work twenty four hour shifts, and now forty eight hour shifts, and and so families come in and have dinner. And you know, when I came in, we had lots of young kids uh, with my coworkers at the time, and it was very common to have family in and. Yeah. Seeing little ones run around the station. And so it's just part of their lifestyle. That, yeah, it was. Yeah, mine was do that. My my daughter now, who uh, who's you know eleven, she doesn't have that quite that same type of vibe. I'm, I'm in a she's a dancer though. She's yeah, she's like a quite dancer. a dancer. Yeah. yeah. So, but she, she this is just a different vibe yeah. with my role now, where I don't work shift like I used to. So. Mm-hmm. And is your wife still teaching? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. In the district, yep. Yeah. So she's enjoying that. So. See, busy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, busy. We're, well, we're having you in because it was funny. Your name came up. I was talking to Jessica Potter at the Blue Earth County Historical Society, and those that may know, Jessica's going under a big, uh, kind of a, a big period of expansion. And so, what the Historical Society had done was they had actually acquired, they'd purchased the house that is on their property. It's kind of in. I shouldn't say on their property, but in the corner of their parking yes. lot, kind of. In there, yep. And uh, she had told me, she's like, we've we've gutted the house. We've taken everything historical yes. of historical value that we can yeah, out have, of the house. Yep. And yeah, a lot of stuff taken out. Then they said, with the expansion, well, we need to get rid of it. So, I mean, there are options when you need to get rid of a building, right? You can, right. You can tear the building down or you can yeah. burn it. You can burn it. So uh, then I yes. was like, oh, you're burning it. She's yes. like, yeah, there's going to be a controlled burn. And I thought... Yeah. Oh my gosh! I yeah. know this has happened around the area yeah. before, yeah. but so coincidentally enough, years ago we actually burned a house on that same general area oh, for did. some reason. And I, I was a very new firefighter, so I don't know, I don't know ins and outs of why. But yeah, we we had kind of heard uh, 
that that house was uh, no longer going to be used and I was able to reach out and have a conversation and ask if it would be donated because uh, we knew they were going to demolish it. Uh, donated for a training burn. That was us. one of my first questions. How yeah. do you get the house to burn? Do, do they come to you and say, hey, do you want to, or do you go to them? So You, <laughs> you know, I'm search as the training officer, I'm searching out houses all the time, and not necessarily to burn down. Uh, we've been in a multiple uh, buildings scheduled for demolition. We go in there and we train. Uh, it's really an opportunity for our people to get into Buildings that they're not familiar with Mm -hmm. and practice searching. Maybe we ladder. Maybe we can pull hoses inside the buildings. And to be able to do that and not know where to go or what to expect. Right. We use our training tower. They always know what it feels like, what it looks like. You know where the twists and turns are, where the stairs are. Yeah, but when we bring them into a new house, uh, especially for non-fire training, we can send them into a house. They have no idea what they're looking for. We can place a, a mannequin in there and say, go search and find the mannequin. Oh, a little bit different with live burns because of the, the right. high hazard associated with live fire training. Sure, they all get tours. They know where everything is. It's very, very scripted to some extent, mm-hmm. not even to some extent. So we put a lot of effort. So in. with this particular house, uh, how did you use it in training after it was kind of turned so over? This to particular you? house, we started working with um, Jessica quite some while ago, and we started just by doing some training there. Uh, so the, the placing th- the mannequin thing? Or well, yeah, kind of. Yep. Well, yeah, exactly. Actually, two, sometime in September, we had our weekly, uh, a monthly training, and we went in and uh, we put uh, theater smoke in it, smoked it up with theater smoke. We sent our crews in. They used their thermal cameras. They locate the mannequin. They take them out. We also did laddering drills out there oh. where they laddered all sorts of areas of the houses for different objectives that we created as the training objectives and drills. And uh, so we used it uh, extensively for eight or ten hours, or eight hours about that day, I should say. So. That's fine. So you use it, and then you, yeah. you and then you burn it down. Yes. Oh, and then the, <laughs> they'll be deliberate, like the live fire stuff too. Is it just? It's not like we just burn it down. Yeah, um, that's, yes, I, that's what we're going to talk about today yeah, because there's an a whole orchestrated s- event on how we manage this and manage the time and keep things in control so we don't lose the house. Right. Because you know, fire is fire, and you know, we have some. Great burn instructors and knowledgeable people that'll be there to make sure things go the way we want them to go. Right. Perfect. Well, I can't wait. I'm so glad that you're going to spend some time with us today and talk a little bit about that. Um, A couple minutes before we're going to take a break, but uh, when when you first decide that it's it's a, a house that you're going yep. to want to burn yeah i want to know start thinking about the the okay. questions here because how do you decide if it's an appropriate house sure. to yeah. do it because i'm sure not all of them oh no are safe no, to go no. into uh not just safe i think it's more so proximity to neighboring properties uh, right. what type of neighborhood is it in how's how is the burn down going to affect with smoke uh, uh, there's a lot of questions that we ask and this control burn is coming this Saturday, right? Correct. Is that Saturday. am I calling it the correct thing? Controlled yep. burn. Yeah, yeah. We call it a live burn live training, burn. Okay. but it's a controlled burn too. A lot of different terms you can use. I know that as a citizen, we receive some sort of notification from the city. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. and what people need to know mm-hmm. if you're in the area. Yep. Um, if yep. Somebody said, "Can we go watch?" I said, "I'm going to ask all those questions <laughs> today. I don't know yeah, if we should yeah, probably absolutely. stay out of the way or not." But yep. I do know that we're kind of in the uh, middle of. Fire prevention, or did yeah, we right at start? the front side of fire prevention week. It's a full week, so we're kind of right at the front side of it, and then we have the culmination next weekend, 
with our open house. Yeah, and so we're going to be having, actually, next week, Public Safety Fire Commander Sean Hayes in studio with me. I think he's due to be here on the 12th. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this live burn that's going to be happening on Saturday right by the Blue Earth County Historical Society and everything that you need to know. All the questions coming up here on KTOE. Back on Talk of the Town, Lisa Kay on your midday shift. Oh, an extended Talk of the Town today. We love having guests in from the community. Mankato Fire Captain Jay Kapischke in doing a live burn coming up on Saturday. And this is kind of an all-day thing. Uh, Jay said it's like 8 to 5, I read. like Yeah, it's 8 to 5. So we'll be down at the house around 9. Well, we all meet. Um, we all meet at the fire station. We get things moving and going we're going to get down there about nine we have some prep material prep things to go through with our our staff and then we'll move into the training burn sessions Nine thirty is when they're scheduled to start okay so your for your initial order of business is to get the firefighters in and yep. and do what kind of training what, what so on the front doing? side of things uh before we do the live burn stuff uh they'll go out they'll set everything up they'll put the fire trucks where we need them then they all do a walkthrough of the structure and the house to identify exits for safety emergencies, uh, windows where they can get out. So when, during the live burn, they know where where things are placed on the outside of the house, like ladders. Then uh, once they've all done their walkthrough, we start rotating through right around 30 to 40, 30 to 40 minute live burn training segments where that's where we actually do the fire starts. The crews go in and they extinguish them and we rotate those through. And while they're extinguishing the fire, they're not just doing fire extinguishment training. There'll be people that are doing ladder training. There'll be people that are practicing other segments of what we do on a fire scene um, in their 30 to minute, 30 to 40 minute window of time where they do that. So. What kind of things have to happen before you even get there? Um, I'm thinking as far as I know, Jessica said that we removed everything of historical value that we could have from the home. But uh, what kind of things is, as a firefighter and somebody who yeah. trains the firefighters, would you yeah. need to make sure that is not in the house? I, so there's you know, a whole like list. Gas tanks yeah, and whatever. Yeah, there's a whole list of stuff. There's a there's a very prescribed way that we do this. Um, nobody takes lightly the idea of burning houses down. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of hazards with it. So you want to make sure there's no flammable liquids inside. And there's no pressurized tanks. Uh, you have to still follow like the demolition rules because you are demolishing a house. So. You have to make sure all the hazardous materials are out or the asbestos is abated. You have to make sure that um, the appliances are removed from the house. So that's just the prep work, um, the labor prep work of it. Before that, there's administrative stuff. We have, you know, paperwork to fill out, permits to fill out, burn permits to get uh, from the state. And that just sets us up for making sure everything's done safely and appropriately. Right. How many firefighters are going to be out training that day, so approximately? We're have, we have 25 uh, firefighters scheduled to come on Saturday. Uh, that includes uh, a few from North Mankato as well. They're okay. Gonna par- they're going right. to partner with us. All right. I guess so. suppose that's a good time to learn. It know? is. And actually, we've done a little bit of training with our recruit academies with North Mankato. So the recruits that were in our last recruit academy where we worked together with North Mankato, they're going to come over and participate in this this opportunity do you ever get any questions over the environmental impact of burning something like this I'm yeah, sure the community yeah we wants... do and there's a lot of that's why we have to make sure we get the burn permits that's when we have to make sure we get uh, we send a permit uh, into the epa minnesota okay. 
pollution control agencies, make sure that we follow all the regulations that they set forth to make sure we do this. So what's so. left in the house right now? If I were to go walk through that uh, house right now? Walls. Really? <laughs> I mean, walls, stairs. Uh, uh, they actually salvaged the stairs in this house, so we oh, had to okay. build new treads and stuff. But uh, <laughs> treads it for was training. worth it. Yep. And and uh, that that's primarily it. I mean, most there's no furniture in there. There's no... There's just everything's removed. It's a bare house, uh, and that's all you'll find in there. Some cabinets still attached to the wall, but bedrooms are empty, you know, a few doors. That's it. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Ken, now somebody had asked me, uh, because it is kind of it's kind of on the backside or in the middle of a, a smaller residential area. Yep. There are other people that live around here, yep. and I know that we received some notice from the city about um, – the ability to close our windows and make sure that right, we're, what yeah. are we supposed to know as, yeah. as the public? Well, as the forward? public, just the people who are living right around there, if you're not going to be home on Saturday, close your windows. Uh, don't leave them open. We don't want to you know, have any smoke odor waft in there. You, there will be smoke in the area. You will smell smoke, mm-hmm. uh, especially um, in the first morning and half into the later afternoon. Uh, other than that, um, from a safety standpoint, we'll have everything quarantined. Taped off, okay, and you can see you'll be able to see where you're allowed to be there. So you do not. allow the public. To... If people are there, that's fine. Yep. Okay. Yep. They're yeah. not going to get close, but you'll know where no, you're supposed you, to be. You, you'll yeah, and it's there's not a lot of parking down there. It's it's the first part of it is a really slow event. Uh, you'll see us there, and you'll see some smoke and maybe a little fire come out of a window. But for the most part, it's probably not the most exciting spectator <laughs> activity uh, i'll be honest you'll see us working and doing our thing and firefighters are all excited about that right you know I, mean, but, I know uh, you take this very yeah. seriously but there has yeah. to be some level of excitement of yeah you know it, anytime you get to use your training like to its extreme and working with live fire is to its extreme right. people get excited that that's part of the draw of why people do this i mean it's in a it's it's an adrenaline rush it's exciting to be able to go not just help people, but help people in high risk, yeah, high stress situations. Perilous situations. Yeah, and right? it's it's you know what I, it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't do anything else. Um, I know that's probably not true for everybody, but uh, in the world, everybody that loves their job. I, I but would, I would say but that I means love, you're in the right spot. I love what I do. I I love how my career's transformed from being one of the people that run to these things, and I still do go to calls. Don't get me wrong. But now I have the opportunity to share some of the things I've learned in my career with all these new younger people that are excited in the way I was excited 20 years ago. Back on your KTOE Middays, Lisa Kay in studio. Forecast details, looks like cloudy skies, about 54 on the high side. We do have that 50% chance of rain with the northwest wind, 15 to 20 miles an hour, gusting up to about 30, 35 miles an hour. Our Mankato Fire Captain Jay Kopischke in studio with me today. And I know that um, MSU, we're talking about controlled burn. You picked a really busy weekend to do... What you're going to yeah, be we did, and we had a lot of discussions to make sure that that was going to fit in to make sure that it wasn't going to interrupt as much stuff Pun as intended. possible. Yeah, <laughs> what, but one of the things that actually helps us out there is there's no real traffic traffic issues associated with this one. We don't have to close any roads. Uh, it's kind of an isolated area with the way they've redesigned, I guess, Fifth Street there, and it's blocked off. So that helps us a little bit, 
And uh, the football game doesn't start till later in the afternoon. Right. We hope to be well advanced into what we're doing by the, that time. So Right. It is yeah. a busy weekend here it with is, homecoming. Yeah. East and West homecoming uh, today and then again Saturday with MSU's homecoming. Lots of stuff going up, up on campus. They've had to cancel their um, MSU's uh, fireworks and their bonfire, I guess. Do you guys know anything about that? I'm that not involved on that side of anything. I've been very focused on... The this, fire burn yeah. stuff, and and we are watching the wind for tomorrow, and that's we want to right. keep that I, under yeah. ten. I I've been looking at the the so weather forecast. So, something you know. that we need to be aware of, just as citizens mm-hmm. too, is when we get well, these winds like this, and it's been even though it's raining today, relatively does that right. does that affect? Well, that does, especially like well in town, we don't have nearly the vegetation type fires with the dry wind in the fall, uh, but in our our neighboring communities, yeah, the wind and. That, that plays a major role if they do get some vegetation-type fires. Um, for us in the wind and in our burn and keeping it in that 10-mile-an-hour range and definitely under 15, uh, we want to pay attention to that so we don't have embers floating around. Right. We have the ladder truck down there to knock embers down from a high angle. We have hose lines. I mean, we have a – we're not just, you know – and I just like, hey, let's burn a house, woohoo! And that, you know, uh, you know, seems is, fun. Is it, it seems like a fun day. Yeah, let's. No, it it it's very controlled. The uh, hand lines all around the house in the burn down phase, and very like planned ahead and making sure that everything goes the way we want. And and sometimes things don't go perfect, but mm-hmm. firefighters are remarkably good at calling audibles. Okay. And saying, okay, we need to make an adjustment here. You know, uh, the linear plan didn't quite go. Um, we just continue to work with it and we know our parameters so. does everybody get to go do this training or did you do you have to pick certain firefighters because you can't take everybody out of the fire station no right? no no so our duty crews will still be on they'll be um, our main duty crew will be uh, doing their normal thing during the day they'll be running calls they'll uh, be they're jealous so, yeah they'll be jealous <laughs> yep that they're so you know they're gonna run they run we run a lot of calls we yeah. can't predict them so uh they can't come to the training because it's like, well, they're going to have to leave now. and mm-hmm. come in. That's one of our biggest challenges from my side of the training world is let's plan a training. And then we go to the training and something else happens. Calls happen, you know, yeah. but uh, so nobody do anything that's going to yeah. be, you know, yeah. don't start any fires yeah. elsewhere. So, right? yeah. And then we're, you know, we take a large portion of our, our pool of firefighters and go to this training, but we're actually ready with another apparatus at the same time to re- respond to additional calls to go elsewhere to help those main duty crew that's working during the day so how long have you how long have you been a firefighter uh well 1996 i started yeah, right okay. out of high school you're like radio like with me 18, i've been doing radio yeah. as long as you've been fighting yeah, fires so yeah so I i've been like with mankato fire for 27 years do the math on that yeah don't something tell like anybody that. how know. old we are i always yeah kind of remember <laughs> like it was the same year i graduated when Right. So, and so, what ago. have you seen? Um, the, the new firefighters coming in. Has there been changes in training? I mean, your your own son is in training right yeah. now up in yep. Duluth. You said yep. it like. Um, well, I think training. You know, it's gotten more intense in terms of um, the amount. Like, like I really am proud of anyone that can go through the program and be a, a volunteer firefighter in mm-hmm. our areas or paid on call firefighter, whatever it is, because. The amount of training that it takes and the time commitment is just, it's crazy. We're about to start a recruit academy coming up here next week. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you and, should come and talk to me yeah, about that. Yeah, and they're, they're going to go have training. It, it's essentially having two college night classes oh, wow. a week Okay. for about six or eight weeks. We really cram in a lot of for the first two months, two and a half months. It gets a little bit slower after that. 
But the program that I run um, really takes about eight months to get them through. Um, and that first six weeks is pretty intense. Uh, then we get them moving on to the next phases of their training, and it's once a week. Mm-hmm. But lots of homework. Um, it's, it's crazy. You know, we can draw it out a long time, and it's hard on them and their families, or we can condense it even harder and shorter, and it's hard it on their families. And, you know, so I, I'm really, those people who put their time in, it's amazing. Um, we get a lot of younger kids in our organization. Okay. So it works a little bit better. This next group has some students coming through, so they're kind of primed and ready for it. How, how young are we talking? I mean, are, we, are they doing uh, I I don't have them. I can't remember. We just interviewed them, um, and I'm getting everything set up. But, you know, they're, they can be college student age. Okay. Oh, very. That's where it is. We actually had um, a high school student quite a few years ago from Mankato West start in his last semester of high school. Oh, uh, That was a new experience for me. Um, I had a high schooler in a recruit academy class and, yeah. and teaching him how to be a firefighter. And he actually has, he just took a full-time job here uh, a, f- a few uh, months ago nice. in, in a different city in Minnesota. So it's kind of interesting for him to do that, to see right. a high school student. So as far as the, the firefighters that are working uh, with public safety, how... Do you have a cap on how many you have, or are there? Uh, we have a cap for you know we have so many the paid ones paid or? on plays, and you know generally we want I think it's like 30, 30 something high thirties where we want to be with our paid on calls, and we have some part time people. Uh, we're, we're we're always trying to look for more people. Um, mm-hmm. I know a number that uh, is pretty common with us is right around sixty five to seventy firefighters is a real kind of normal area with all our different types of firefighters we have paid firefighters we have part-time firefighters and we have paid on call firefighters so that whole number that group right around 65 to 70 firefighters is where wow. we are wow yeah. so uh, when we are talking about saturday what's going on on saturday with the um, live fire when the house is done when you're done using it will it be burned to the ground yep, we're going to burn to the ground so that day so yep. saturday it's saturday gonna... it'll be there'll be yeah you'll see if anybody sees a large column of smoke in the afternoon on saturday that's going to be us. And do you ever get, when you're when you're doing these, do you guys ever get phone calls from people that aren't aware? I mean, we've been talking uh, well, about we, it. Well, we contact, so we'll contact dispatch. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I've already been in contact with them. But so we'll say, know. hey, we're just, there's going to be smoke in the area. Uh, and then they, they're so awesome at the dispatch center. They, they know what's going on. I can just imagine somebody yeah. not listening. Can it, you imagine not it, listening to KTOE? Yeah. And then I would imagine <laughs> the dispatchers will get phone calls, but they'll know we're burning and they're right. able to... They're able to mediate those and ask questions, and then if, if for some reason maybe they think we should be looked at, they'll contact the on-duty captain and be like, "Hey, this is a little different than smoke in the area of Fifth mm-hmm. Street." Right. You want to go check this one out? Right. So, yeah. Wow, we're looking forward to that. So, uh, if people out there happen to have an outbuilding on a property, maybe yeah. a rural property, and and need to get rid of it, is it yeah. possible that they could call the yeah, they could call their local fire department and say, hey, I'm interested in donating this old, you know, maybe farmhouse. I don't think, no no barns or sheds or things like that. In order for us to burn this, it has to have live fire and interior firefighting training value. Okay. We can't just burn for, to demolish. Right. Yeah. And it's so much work. I would not want to just burn to demolish. Like that. It's <laughs> it a sounds lot like you've had work. a lot of planning to be put yes. into this. Hey, stick around on KTOE. We'll be right back in just a few. We're back on Talk of the Town in the 10 o'clock hour, just about ready to wrap things up with Fire Captain Jay Kapischke. And there's that live burn coming up this Saturday. So if you're in if you're in the area of what, we should be, I mean, how far away are we going to be able to see smoke? <laughs> oh, I think in the burn down phase, you're going to be able to see it from a long Don't be away. alarmed. Is Don't what be we're alarmed. Saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, generally, though, when we're doing the most important stuff, and that's the training, 
and the live burn training, uh, you're going to have to be in the area to see it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to have to be in the couple block area to see it. There'll be some light smoke in the area. Uh, but for the most part, you'll have to be there to see what's going on. Don't say we didn't warn you then, right? Yeah. Some exciting yes. stuff happening. And if you're going to be in that area and you're going to be watching it all, make sure that you're in the area that is yep. still, you're supposed there'll to be, be in. There'll be what yellow um, fire line tape out there where you're supposed to stay out of those areas. And Don't come closer. We'll be in the whole parking lot down there. And Yeah. I hope you learn a lot. I hope you get all of the goals accomplished. Yeah, that I you have hope, well, I hope so, too. I got a lot of front work into this and all the things we want to learn and just... I, Make the community safer, I guess, yeah. through the emergency side of things and, and a really unique training that we don't get a lot in Mankato. That's pretty so. exciting. I know mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. you're, uh, you've got to have folks that are real excited about this. Oh, we do. So yeah. we're looking forward to it. As we um, I mentioned earlier, I think it's the 12th that I'm going to be talking to Sean Hayes, the fire commander, uh, because you have a big open house coming up. You want to preview do. a little bit? Well, about I can preview fire? a little bit of that. I know it's uh, it's going to be on the 14th mm-hmm. next weekend. I think it's 10 a- 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, there'll be lots of fire trucks out for people to check out. Um, more importantly, there'll be the fire safety message. And, uh, you know, I heard Sean talking about it the other day, and I can't remember the whole quote from the National Fire Protection, uh, but uh, it's all about safe cooking. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Safe I, cooking. We lots of cooking fires. <laughs> I uh, think we last time prevent I, those. he was in, I had a story for him about what happened to me when I was young. Mm-hmm. It was not safe cooking. We'll not safe cooking. Well, mm-hmm. you know. It, I've gotten better. It's the number one cause of fires in the nation, and it continues to be. And and unattended cooking can be an issue. So yeah. I've been to lots of cooking fires in my career, and uh, you know, just be careful. Yes, make a good way, good food in a good way, right? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Man, yeah. Um, we, it, do we follow you on social media? Uh, is there well, is there a page? Th- there's or? a public safety page. Okay. I know that we have the public safety page on social media, and I uh, think that's where of I course, saw this. Uh, yeah, of course, the the city does a great job on the yeah. city. They they inform us of everything that's going on so all right follow it there and we'll keep you up to date here once again want to thank my friend for coming in jay kapishke fire captain good luck with the burn yeah thanks and uh thanks for spending the hour with me yeah it was a great time it was great to see you yeah